Welcome, listeners, to this gathering of the Midnight Society to talk about the horror anthology series out there. I got Casey with me, and it is the first time he's on here with the new setup. What'd you think of getting played in? I didn't know what you were talking about when you said that. I was like, playing what? Where am I going? I'm doing the intro. Do you hear the campfire? Yeah, I did hear the campfire. I can do it all now from my Zoom PodTrack P4. It's got four sound buttons on it, and Almost makes editing seamless. I am all about it. It sounds very good. (laughs) I love this thing. I can't wait to get together in person and have up to four of us podcasting and recording in person. It will happen. It will happen soon. After what? Almost two years of little face-to-face interaction? Yeah. It's going to be so different. Last time we saw each other, we did not need to be recording ourselves, though. <laughs> I mean, if we had kept playing Pitch Storm, yeah, I think that would have made a great yeah, it been a good podcast. Uh, podcast. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, no, we did not need to keep recording no. <laughs> ourselves. Well, you are here to talk to me about anthology horror for this October episode of the campfire chats. And I want to, for my listeners, be upfront here. This is going to be the last campfire chats of this year. Um, Oh yeah. So I've had a horrible release model through the entire year of 2021. So I'm changing the release model for 2022. We're going to go to seasons launching in March and September, 12 episodes, then uh, 12 weeks off, uh, putting out 24 episodes a season. So pretty much quarter two and quarter three-ish will be launching a season. Uh, So because of that, this will be the last episode before I switch to that model. I'm able to pre-record and give you 12 consistent episodes every week that's actually pretty awesome yeah yeah i like i want i want to you know try to get a better model other than hey i'm gonna drop this when i get people on to drop an episode yeah yeah it happens to all of us yeah i know (laughs) well this is my much less consistent podcast because i also don't have a co-host which makes it super inconsistent yeah (laughs) but i love being on it (laughs) oh i love having you on but i'm so excited to talk about anthology horror because i think you got your trick or treat shirt on you know we grew up with enough age difference that we grew up with a difference in the shows that we had and yeah i think we both had anthology horror series when we were in the 90s but what you were watching was probably different than the show I was watching. No, we were probably watching the same thing. Was it Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. And, I wasn't um, sure if you would have been at like Creep Show already. I or not Creep Show, um the Crypt Creeper. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Okay, so I'm at a weird in-between where I should not have been watching Tales from the Crypt, and I did. And I definitely should have been watching um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I did. So uh, I watch anything spooky. So like, okay, I'll say this. I was probably too old to watch Goosebumps. Goosebumps would have been a little bit young for you. A little bit young for me. But because I'm also like such a huge R.L. Stein fan, um, I like read everything he did. Um, I had read a lot of those and that's why I was like, okay, you know, and I had read them when I was younger of the age, but I watched the show as well. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you would be at the age range that would have just been too old for, are you afraid of the dark? No, I'm, uh, I'm right in there. Yeah. Talk about a show for children, apparently. (laughs) So I know there's an episode of, are you a, afraid of the dark that just absolutely will always stick out with me and that is the pool episode do you remember that episode 
Uh, no. What happened? What happened in that one? So jog my memory. So some kid, something happens in the 1950s, and the school closes down the pool. Now it's the 90s. Um, they find out that a locker was placed in front of a door, and behind that door is the secret pool in the school, and the school reopens it. Well, what had happened is the school was built on a Native American burial ground and a ghost haunted the pool and would grab children's legs and cause them to drown. Okay. So that is one of the episodes I remember so much of that show for some reason. I I just looked up the date. Um, It was it premiered in 1990. So I was only uh, nine. So. I did not realize it premiered that early, but Nickel I mean all Nickelodeon those kids channels re, just re, re yes uh cycled their shows for the for longest sure. time. Like for sure. Cartoon Network when I was growing up was just the Hanna-Barbera cartoons from the 60s and 70s yeah. recycled. So yeah. yeah, so I watched it in real time and probably was of the age, and you might have watched it in um I watched syndication or whatever syndication in like 96 probably. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you mentioned your episode. I I vaguely remember that one. I can tell you the one that sticks out to me is uh, it was 3d glasses and they go inside of a, like a magic shop and there's these glasses like in a case and they're just like, they're like those 50s 3D glasses, the shitty red and blue ones or yeah. red and green or whatever. And, um, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, what's the deal with this? And the shopkeeper is like this creepy old lady. And she's like, you don't want to put them on. You know, don't do it. Like, there's a reason why they're in this, you know, creepy place. So, of course, they steal them or whatever and they do it. And when they put them on, it it goes into they see the same things but they see them in 3D, but they also see these figures that are in all black. So now I know that they're like those, you know how like there's the green man? Yeah. It's like an all black, you know, like skin suit or whatever it is. And okay, so that's creepy, right? To a kid. But the thing about this, and it's the reason why I loved uh, what we'll talk about, you just mentioned it, um, Tales from the Crypt, is in the end the lady traps the kids inside of a crystal ball because now they're stuck in that world where those black figures are. And it was like a, Hey, don't steal. Like like they lost. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause most are you afraid of the darks? You know, it's the happy ending. They won. That thing wasn't real or they beat it, whatever this was. No, these kids, that's it. They'll never see their families. Like, they, they did. They live as an are you afraid of the dark? It was episode? actually it was a lot. That's it. It's they live now that you say it. And holy shit. Yeah. Light bulb. It's they well, live. Well, before we leave the world of the great Canadian TV show, are oh, you man. afraid of the dark? Yeah. Um, I, I do have to give an honorable mention for an episode. I actually watched on YouTube in the 2000s after learning this. M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan stole, um, why am I blank? Sixth Sense from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Really? Yes. There's an episode where it's a dude just living his life. Yeah. It's not super creepy. Like he works at a bowling alley. He hangs out with his girlfriend and stuff. And like... There's a scene where he's at home and like his mom's crying and he tries to talk to her and she avoids him. And then yeah. when he's talking to his sister. She's like, oh, yeah, mom's just sad. And then at the end of the episode, we find out he's been dead the entire episode. And that came out before Sixth Sense. And he has said it was an inspiration. Well, for Sixth Sense. I, that 100 percent makes sense then um i was like, just gonna he does great horror like the happening uh <laughs> old, old i think was his newest one old is the newest one yeah so um i was just gonna say 
you told me to watch the new Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, so I started it on Netflix. Um, There's a new one? I, I, or did I new... tell you about the new one? I don't think you've told me about the new one. Oh, yet. shoot. Okay, so... I don't know who I was talking to about it, but yeah, there's a new, are you afraid of the dark? It's a three part, um, like special. Okay. And they're 45 minutes a piece. It's done by the same, uh, person who created the original show. Um, and then it's supposed to come back out again. So, because like, this was like just a little like bit of it, a test. It was the like introduction to see if it hits. Okay. Yeah, no, it's actually it looks like it's even back back now. I am going to check this out this week. Yeah. Season. So I would assume that the other ones are on like um Paramount Plus or whatever. I'll so okay, them. here it is. In 2019, there was a three part and they called that season one. Season two started in February of 2021. <laughs> and then season three is we don't know when it's coming back. So that's it. 2019, 2021. That's why there was such a big gap in time. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So I I did mention another anthology horror, and this is one that I pretty much 100% missed out on. I was too young when it first came out, and then I streaming services didn't exist, and it wasn't really in syndication for the longest time. But Tales from the Crypt is another big one. I know about the Crypt Keeper. Um, I feel like the Crypt Keeper is kind of the same creepy guy from uh, Creep Show, but they're a little bit different from background. But you watched Tales from the Crypt then? I did. Um, I watched the TV show, which was on HBO, and I watched the movies uh, in the theater at the time. Um, yeah, again, it was it was one of those things where so Tales from the Crypt was could be creepy. It was mostly tongue in cheek. Mostly there would be humor, but there's gore, there's nudity, there's swearing. It's it can be creepy. For it sure. was based off like the pelp comics of the 50s and stuff, right? Yep. EC Comics uh, back in the day did that in like uh, Scary Tales. I think there's some other ones, but yeah, so the original Crypt Keeper didn't look like the one that we see, the Gil Adler version. And um, actually, speaking of M. Night, he was supposed to be working on a Tales from the Crypt reboot and the Crypt Keeper was going to look like that original one from the really? comics. Yeah, but um, I remember seeing like a teaser that someone had made and then like nothing. I don't know if the it got shut down or maybe they changed things around when they decided to do HBO Max, but I don't even think you can watch Tales from the Crypt on HBO Max or else really? I'd probably be binging them right now. Um, I'd have to go look. Maybe. I'm going to look. look. <laughs> live, live researching. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, sorry. I don't think I really don't think you can. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then for me, there's a pretty big hop before I get back into TV anthology horror. And I did not watch all of them, but there was a Showtime series called Masters of Horror. And then it got dropped after two seasons and like NBC picked it up and put it on regular NBC as like a PG 13 version called fear itself. And they only did one season of fear itself, but I remember watching that show pretty much every week it was on. They only did like 10 episodes of fear itself. Um, really yeah if that's on peacock there were a few well i will talk about one of the episodes uh that were really good but first i want to see did you watch any masters of horror i watched almost if not all of them okay so um, there's two yeah. episodes of masters of horror that i absolutely loved and just at the time stuck out to me so insane the first one was called i believe the screw fly effect okay and 
it was a virus pretty much hits the entire world and men become super violent to women killing off women and sounds uh rough okay oh yeah it's (laughs) it's rough um as it continues on we learn that pretty much now there's no women left and the virus was triggered by sexual attraction and now that some men are starting to become like sexually attracted to other men they're starting to kill each other off and then long term we find out that aliens dropped the virus to depopulate earth so they could take over earth it makes sense yeah but it it was an interesting (laughs) episode the other one stars I want to say it was norm from cheers yep in it as a neighbor that has a family or that's at least what it seems like at the beginning do you remember that episode i know what you're talking about um oh, that episode i don't think i could re-watch that episode as a father now but yeah, he, he's like trying to kill like these people who like moving across the street from him. Yes and no. It gets much creepier than that. So these people move in across the street from him and we kind of follow Norm from Cheers a little bit more. And he's got a family, a wife, a kid, everything. And we find out that he wants the wife from next door to replace his wife well it turns out he's imagining his whole family and he's been kidnapping people and killing them and then like mummifying them to become his family well the neighbor's daughter is norm's little girl and they had been hunting him to get revenge for killing their daughter the entire time okay there we go. Yeah, they they would have like usually a, a creepy ending as well. Um, the one of my favorites is actually the very first one, uh, which is incident on and off a mountain road. Um, that one is John. Sorry, Don Coscarelli, who does the Phantasm movies. I hate the Phantasm movies. But I remember seeing this and going, okay, it's cool. It was it was a lot like Buffy. It's like a dude, like this girl gets into an accident. This like weird monster like starts stalking her, and then she like has to like fight it. And it was just kind of neat. Um, and then the one that sticks out so much uh, to me is Imprint, which is Takashi Nikkei's uh, offering to the series, and it's just. It's about a like a female prostitute that like kills guys in like 1800 Japan. And it is just he is disgusting. I mean, I understand his movies. I I actually like some of his movies, um, but like they just take horror to a whole new level overseas that like in America, you'll get like a hostel and it is disgusting, you know, whatever, really gory, they'll call it horror porn or torture porn. And then you see things overseas and you're just like, oh no, America, you've got nothing on us. (laughs) You you know, that has been one brand of horror that I cannot get into. I don't like the torture porn horror, the hostel I, I couldn't get into Saw until I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel with half the content cut from it. Oh, okay. And I was like, it was the first Saw, and I was like, oh, this actually has an amazing storyline. It like, is. I really like it. It is the actually very line. smart. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't watch that type of content. Like, yeah. it's just it gets to me. Um, yeah, that those two series I would never watch. Um, human centipede or anything like that (laughs) don't recommend it i mean the closest thing i've gotten to watching that type of content is actually a comedy movie i would say more than anything it's kevin smith's tusk making fun of those style movies tusk though i uh we're gonna go down a tangent but anyway all i'll say is that tusk 
I liked it a lot, but I felt disgusting leaving the theater. <laughs> I, like because the makeup was so good. I think it's oh, like it was... A&B effects. And I was just like, oh, like I felt just gross. Yeah, it was uh, definitely something. Yeah. When yeah. are we going to get moose jaws and finish up the uh... moose knuckles? No, Moose Jaws is what Oh, Moose Jaws. It. That's right. You're right. You're right. It was That's Jaws right. with a moose. That's right. I forgot about that. I One don't day. know. I don't know. One day, Moose Jaws. Maybe. We'll Yoga Hosers, uh, Tusk, and Moose Jaws, his horror trilogy. So. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the other one. Do, well, first of all, do you have anything else on Masters of Horror? Uh, it's one of those things where just check it out because they're so like, it's an anthology, but they're an hour long, sometimes even longer. So, I mean, really you're just watching movies, um, at that mini horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, They're mini horror movies. So, um, and there's almost every single horror director. I, I think everyone did. I know John Landis did an episode at least like they had the gambit of John Carpenter. I mean, like maybe Sam Raimi didn't do one, but like really most people did one. Yeah, it was great. So Fear Itself, the NBC continuation of the show, there's only one episode that I truly remember, and it's because of the twist ending. It was Mm -hmm. a zombie outbreak episode, and you're following this girl through the entire outbreak as she's trying to get away and everything. And I think it's like in the last five minutes of the episode, they do like one of those rewind things where it goes all the way back to the beginning of the episode and you find out she was bit and has been a zombie the entire episode. Yeah. And it was like within the mind of a zombie. Yeah. She thought she was just still a regular old person trying to escape the outbreak. Huh? It was a really interesting twist. I got, I got to see if I can find that episode somewhere again. Yeah. And, and keep it. in mind, That's this cool. was for like network television. It was on right. NBC. So it's not like over the top gory or anything. Right, they really right. had to go more of the thriller right. route of horror. Hmm. So that sounds cool, though. Let me ask, did you watch American Horror Stories? Yes. What'd you think of that series? I wait. Okay. Just to confirm horror stories. Is that the new thing that just came out? That was, it came out like two or three months ago. It was their anthology okay. horror series. No, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to watch that yet. You're right. Okay. That was the one. Yeah. Was it good? <sighs> there were episodes that were great. Okay. There were also episodes way too connected to the series world. Okay. And I think the episodes, the three episodes I would consider that were really great had nothing to do with American Horror Story. Okay. So they might say like, here's a Roanoke story or... Which so they like, were whatever. all murder house episodes the ones connected oh so the okay. first two episodes were actually a single episode um around the murder house the last episode was around the murder house uh was it episode three was about a movie episode four was a really good kind of silly christmas episode with okay. danny treo <laughs> um only like eight episodes episode seven had a very interesting concept um so i don't know if you know this but each year tons of people go missing in national forest this is a true fact okay like and that's the basis of the episode Hmm. just knowing that fact they built a whole episode around it yeah i'll you know what's funny is like my wife and I, so October is horror month. We don't watch anything but horror movies or horror related content. And um, even though I watch horror all year round, like this month, especially I, I make sure that that's all we watch. And um, there'll be like a movie, you know, we'll finish something 
And then sometimes it's like late in the night. It's like, okay, I don't want to watch like a full movie again, but I need like a cleanser. Like this would be perfect to throw in that show. So I'll, I'll add it in there. I would really say like, go, um, seek out the few episodes that are not connected well i watched murder house like i watched this the show yeah i just thought they were meh i gotcha they they built um way too much on murder house i see so before we talk about american horror story because i want to go to a different type of anthology horror on tv and you know everything we've kind of talked to up till now has been single episode anthologies you know they're right single stories one last i know i wrote about every episode for the uh website did you ever check out monster land on hulu that was that was like all movies though right no they're hour-long episodes and oh it's, no no they they that's pretty another one there's a on book list. called north american lake monsters that's an yep. anthology book that they turned into a tv series okay i loved that show Man. there i think there was only okay. one or two episodes that i thought were subpar yeah and even the subpar episodes i liked and I liked what their take on horror was mm-hmm. because it wasn't. Some of it was very psychological. Now so I remember about, reading your review. Yeah, now that I'm looking at the titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kelly Marie Tran was in an episode that I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, so that's a show I would recommend. Okay. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember. And then I. I remember editing your article. So yes, yeah, that that is a show that I just put. So I have a an ongoing list of just horror, to be honest with you, because 30 days, I got to fill it up. Um, 31 days. I added it to the to the master list, Jake. <laughs> so really quick before um, hopping into American Horror Story and that type of anthology. I was thinking of doing the 31 days of silly Halloween and I was trying to come up with a list for it and it would be like hocus pocus. Yeah. Idle hands, like all those more comedy, not serious based horror series. Uh, So that's, that's something I might want to try to come with for next year. 31 days of, not serious horror horror series. I will give you a bunch right now. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're out there. Like I'm blanking, but I know I know more than I mean, just Tucker and two. Dale versus Evil, <laughs> Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, Evil both. Bong. Yeah. Oh, geez. Ginger <laughs> Dead Man. I mean, like you could go crazy. Yeah, oh, for yes. sure. Yes, you could. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about American Horror Story and these anthology series but like it's an anthology in that an entire season Mm -hmm. tells a standalone story um i fell off american horror story two episodes into the witch season which i don't remember which season that was okay i loved season one i thought season two was good I must have come back because I remember the circus season. That's four. That's Freak Show. So I I dropped off for The Witch, came back for Freak Show, and have not watched since. But this new season, because they played the trailers before American Horror Stories, this double feature seems like an interesting concept to me. Mermaids and aliens? Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, I think it's that. I, yeah, I watched them through four and i hated four um four was actually the circus four is the circus i loved three actually the witches it, i don't know why i fell off of it it was like I, it was the episode know. where uh quicksilver comes back as like a zombie human 
Mm-hmm. That that's where I fell off. Yeah, I I can understand. Like, I so five. I think it was like the vampires in the hotel, which has Lady Gaga. And I, I gotta go. I didn't know. I didn't know it was vampires either. I guess like that was like a sorry spoiler or whatever from like ten oh, years ago. But, but I gotta go see that one. Yeah. So like, I think she won an Emmy or got nominated Lady Gaga. So that that was one. Roanoke was one. Then there was the crossover, which I did want to watch, which was Murder House and Coven combined. I okay. guess that was like a season. And then uh, I think then yeah here we are like you with know double so, feature yeah with double feature so i um i like that show i think brian murphy is a genius i watched him since nip talk and i watched glee and then you know, no it wasn't done. that it was a bad show i think yeah. it was just i was in college and i wasn't watching it every week and it yeah. was back before streaming was huge so if you fell off on an episode it was you're hard done to, you lose one you're you done. lose one yeah people will never know what that's like like you Again. can't watch Lost, man. You lose one episode of Lost. I was like, where the fuck am I? Like, yeah, when exactly. am I? No one <laughs> will ever know what it's like again to be like, I didn't have my VCR or TiVo set up and I yeah. missed an episode. And until that episode re-airs, you're done. I'm screwed. I'm yeah. screwed. Yeah. Like sometimes I would literally a- stop 24. I missed an episode. I gave up that season. I said, I'll just wait until it comes out to rent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just to stay on american horror story for a second talk about a show i love that had a concept that in the first season years later trying to heroize a school shooter oof yeah oof Like making us love the character of Tate. You, uh, Ryan Murphy has got some things going on. Like, even if you watch, uh, what did he do? Well, Glee, yeah, he got away with a lot, but like the Versace thing and the OJ thing, like he's a brilliant, that's him. Those are American crime stories. Not Versace. There's that Gucci movie coming out. Well, that's Ridley Driver. Scott. That's a movie. Yeah. Gaga. Oh my yeah. God. Between that and uh, the last duel, Driver's got movies I just want to see right now. Well, it's funny. They're both Ridley Scott movies. Are they both Ridley, Ridley Scott, Scott movies? Yeah. Because of the pandemic, I think like, I think that Gucci thing has been done. And I think this th- he's coming out with a movie in November and December or something like that. I was like, what? Amazing. Oh, Ridley Scott, man. When he's on, he's on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, trying to heroize a school shooter. You, you can't do that. No, like, <laughs> no. It was it was challenging to do it then. And yeah. he did it well. Yeah. Yeah. Like made us care about freaking Tate. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Now for my question for you. Oh, sure. Are shows that verge more on the sci-fi, such as The Twilight Zone and Black Mirror, also within the realm of horror? There are episodes of Black Mirror that I think are scarier than some horror episodes I've ever wow. seen. Wow, what is it? Uh, white Crocodile, or that one? The one that was in black and white? Oh, um, with a, the, the, the Boston it, Dynamic but... Dogs episode? No, 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 no. Or maybe it wasn't in black and white. It, the, the lady had like platinum blonde hair. And I want to say it's like the one where it's like a dead kid at the end or something like that. Dead kid at the end. I'm blinking on that Black Mirror episode. Anyway, if you guys know Black Mirror, it's fucked. It's it, yes, of course. I Now, I don't know. Sorry, Black Mirror. Yes, you could probably call that a horror sci-fi. Yeah, horror sci-fi. And you could you could definitely let it rub elbows with uh, horror anthologies. Um, Twilight Zone, while there are scary, th- you know, geez, almost every Twilight Zone is scary, technically. In its own way. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'd argue it. They They are more sci-fi in like what they're presenting to you, I guess. But 
I mean, definitely Black Mirror is all sci-fi. <laughs> oh, yes. Horror. And he said he can't do it anymore because it's he can't come up with things scarier than the real world. I mean, that's always been the case is like he he's every almost every single episode is believable that you could see it. Almost yeah. every single one of them. I uh, I still have not discovered all the possibilities in Bandersnatch. Oh, and I really? got super involved in that, yeah. trying to find all the possibilities for a while. Yeah, that was good. Um, to any of my listeners who have not watched Black Mirror, I highly recommend it with a caveat. Don't watch the first episode first because you're going to watch it. Be like, what are you recommending? Why are you recommending this show? Watch like maybe the first five episodes, then go back to episode one because it is a good episode. It's a great episode, but I made that mistake too with Chris, Chris Walk's wife. I was like talking up and down. They both love sci-fi. Chris loves horror. I was like, you guys are going to love this show. And that was the first, and I had not seen the first one. I started with the the memory one with Toby oh, Kebbell. The one that um, Robert Downey Rewind. Jr. apparently bought, bought the, the rights, rights to, it. to. Yeah, that that was my first episode of Black Mirror. So I was like, this is the most genius thing I've ever seen. And then, <laughs> you know, I was like, you guys got to watch the show. And then I show him the first episode because I hadn't seen that one. And I was like looking over at her and looking at Chris. And I was like, well, she's never going to watch this. <laughs> It's such a good show, but that it first is. episode yeah, should, it's like, now that it's on Netflix, amazing they, they should be putting that first episode, like, midway through the series, because it is a great episode, but if it is your introduction Honestly, to the show. Knowing what we know now, that episode is before 2016 election, and honestly, we saw that episode happen when we uh, lived it. <laughs> well, th- right? That's me, the... That's the bear, the The politics one. Yeah. No, the pig fucker is the the first one. The pig fucker is the first one. The first one. That, um, never mind. Sorry. I'm thinking of episode. Oh my God. That was crazy. That is 2016 before 2016 happened. Yes, it is. It is so great. Never mind. Pig fucker. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, sorry to say that. Also, (laughs) do not watch San Junipero as your first episode because it might be the greatest episode of the show, but will give you a very bad view of what the rest of the show is. Well, you're going to go in and think like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this 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 happy ending like this is going to be a great. And then you're going to watch like another episode and be like, why do I feel dead inside? I just watched it again a couple weeks ago. I I have a T-shirt of that episode. I love Uh, it. It is the only episode of the show I've gotten my wife to watch. Yeah, is San Junipero. Yeah, because it's hang the DJ is um, also that was like that next season San Junipero. It was another nice episode. The the dating one, right? Yep. The two people go on the date. Yeah, that that one was good. Yeah. I still haven't watched the newest season, the one that's got the Miley oh. Cyrus episode. You gotta watch it. I, I do have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That episode, she did a very good job in. The one with uh, yeah, the guy who plays Candyman, I can never say his name, and Anthony Mackie. That one was like another one of those. Well, God oh, damn. Wait, 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 wait. The... Where they play the fighting game. I saw that episode. Okay. Yeah, that's from yeah, the I saw yeah. that episode. <laughs> and then I I guess I haven't seen the two episodes after it. Yeah. Yeah. That episode was um something. Yeah. This shows Charlie Brooker, Brooker, whatever. He's a genius. Very genius yeah. individual. <laughs> so when it comes to anthology horror TV. That's really all I got. Do you have any other honorable mentions that stick out? Creep kind shows of... on Shutter right now. Creep show. Yeah, um, Shutter is a great service if you like horror. Yeah, it's a completely devoted horror service. It's great. Um, There's also that new. Well, no, Creep shows the new one. I did not like it. I signed up for Amazon Plus to check it out. Yeah. I could not get into it. 
I don't understand how that show is going into its third season other than they make it cheap and Shudder needs more exclusive content. So, you know, that's what they're doing. And because they got directors and everyone to contribute and and KNB does the effects. So I get it. I was when I heard Joe Hill's novel, one of his short story novels was going to be introduced into a show. I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. This. And then I was like, no, this just isn't for me. I'm not digging this. Yeah, me either. Um, But that's it. Honestly, I think for for TV shows, uh, it's a few and far between. Do you get for movies too? Do you get anthologies? Yeah. So you're wearing one of the movies, Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. That was a really good one. Um, That's one of my favorites ever. Yeah, for sure. I remember watching one called Southbound. I watched it because Ty West, who was for a while like an up and coming name in horror, and then I feel like he disappeared off the scene. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't remember what happened to him. Yeah, he was doing things all the time. He was part of that um, show called Project Greenlight with Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon, and what they would do is you got to watch. It was a competition show. And the winner got a movie deal out of okay. it. So you got to see the behind the scenes of making movies. Uh, it was a very cool show. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, one year uh, Ty West won. And then I think he did the movie The Coop. I think that was his movie. I like uh, the Innkeepers. Which Innkeepers is, is just brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it's such a great. Like horror movie. Okay, like, so sorry, he he is busy. He's just been doing TV. Oh, has he gotten into TV? Is that what yeah, it he's is? doing TV? Okay. Um, so there was that. Then there Southbound, I believe, was the horror movie he did. VHS. There's a new one coming. There was two of those, right? There's three of them. There's three of them. And I think there's like VHS. I just saw it today. It's called like VHS 94 or something like that or 89. I can't remember what it what it's going to be called, but yeah, it's there's a new one coming out. All right. That's really all I oh well, I mean then there's the creep show movies from the 80s. Mhm. Um I remember my dad had Creep Show 2 on vhs not like in a case but he had recorded it off like hbo at some yeah, point of course and i watched that one four or five times that had a really great one with like uh a native american sculpture coming to life and scalping people yeah the yeah. ooze creature in the lake episode and i forget what the other one was the first one had stephen king and joe hill in it right the first the first creep show is in the concept is stephen king and george romero from night of the living dead they're the creators of creep show um so yeah stephen king uh is in it um i don't maybe joe hill is so uh, he was on set and he plays a kid in like a scene of okay like or of that movie segment yeah where uh stephen king gets eaten by like a plant pretty much yeah they the 80s had more um i just had another one uh trilogy of terror um they made a few of those there's body bags which is george romero uh but that's kind of set up in different segments um oh i just watched a new one too so yeah they do they do more like tales of halloween is a new one uh there's one called holidays and every holiday there's a different so there's like thanksgiving there's um i think there was like an irish like snake day (laughs) and like that was one of the one of the things so like 
nowadays, if you look up anthology horror movies, you'll be able to find like some of the big ones like VHS and trick or treat, like ones that did really well. ABCs um, of death, I think is another one. ABCs of death. Yeah. Yes, there was that. Um, geez. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They, they did them a lot like, you know, a few years ago. And I feel like every couple years or few years, they'll go and do another anthology you know like i said vhs is coming out later this year next year so they're, yeah. they're doing something so then we get into our other forms of media first of all books that is where i discovered anthology horror and it was mainly the works of stephen king mm-hmm. uh that originally got me in he had uh three or four collections of short stories there was nightmares and dreamscapes i think is the big one that sticks out to me and they turned that into a tv show yep on tnt i want to say yeah um but there were some really good ones in nightmare and dreamscapes there was one about people getting stuck in hell and hell was filled with all the rock and roll stars that died of course (laughs) um he did one where they discovered uh, faster than light travel or something. So pretty much Earth, they had set up a colony on Mars Mm -hmm. and they discovered a wormhole that allowed you to travel to Mars super, super fast. Um, But you had to, they found out that if you went through the wormhole well awake, it seemed like eternity while you were traveling in it and you came out mentally insane on the other side. So they made you take a sleeping pill and then they would put you through the wormhole and on the other end, the people would take you out of the wormhole and give you a pill to wake up. Yeah. And it's uh, the whole story is a kid finding out the story of how they discovered the wormhole technology and then spitting out his pill right before as he goes into the wormhole. And that's where it ends. Um, I think that also might the book that the mist is in okay uh so that's a really good one right then uh stephen king's son joe hill yeah continues the anthology horror he had 20th century ghost was his first one and then he recently had um full throttle which i own both physical and audio book and then He did a collection that's kind of anthology, but they're novelettes. They're all like 150 pages called Strange Weather. That's really good. Hmm. And then I haven't read it yet, but upstairs I have um, Richard Matheson's collection of books, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. The famous William Shatner Twilight Zone episode was based on this short story, and there's a bunch of other ones in there. And I've got HP Lovecraft's collection on Audible that I'm slowly listening to. Lovecraft <laughs> is a hard read or listen. <laughs> Great stories, but man, that he a had lot of words that like I just don't know. A way of writing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have uh, any anthology horror books that you? really enjoy man that is that is so i don't know like i now like as you were saying it i'm like books i don't know like i've read so much like asimov and like stuff like that or or like collections of science fiction yeah uh compiled together as far as like horror goes like i'm totally blanking probably you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure like I've read some stuff, but Nightmares and Dreamscapes, I remember watching it. Um, I've actually only read one Stephen King novel. Like, just that's it. Everything else I've seen, like, adapted, um, which is a shame. 112263. That's the only thing I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't read The Stand? No, I haven't read The Stand. You haven't read the dark Shining. tower series i haven't read eight dark towers no oh my god well i, I guess know. it's eight dark towers if you 
include the book he's now shoehorned into the book series. Yeah. And then Eye of the Dragon, which technically takes place before the Dark Tower yeah. series. And I mean, the stand technically potentially is a Dark Tower book, considering that um, the walking dude, uh, Randall Flagg, mm. is the villain of the stand and the dark tower books and it might be the same randall flag or could not be due to a multiverse in stephen king's universe uh yeah you haven't read his uh vampire book either why am i that also has an also has an adaptation yeah oh Oh, you know what god here i've got a horror anthology for you all right um my favorite for a while um chuck polinick may still be my favorite i don't know i haven't read him in a little bit um but i've read the probably is one author i've probably read more of his books than anyone so chuck polinick did this book called haunted and basically what it is is about a bunch of different uh people see a sign up around town that says writer's retreat you go here you will get a deal. You will be the writer. You will like be famous as a writer, etc. Like you just have to be able to do this for two months or something like that. So all these people get on a bus, they go out, they have no idea where they are, the middle of nowhere, um, in a like an abandoned like theater, I want to say. And they are forced to live there. Like all the doors get locked, blah, 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 blah. Um, the only way out would be to die for the most part or like give up. And they tell you their stories, either usually about stories about themselves and like what got them to this place. And it's a different perspective for each one of these. It is definitely one of the most fucked up things I've ever read. And it was brilliant. It was very, very good. Something um, I'll have to check out. Yeah, check out Chuck Palahniuk's Haunted. So I was actually just thinking about it the other day because I've actually read it more than once, which is a lot to say is really big book. But um, I kind of want to read it again because one of the stories in particular, and if you've read Haunted, you probably know the one I'm talking about. It's just so evil. <laughs> it, it, I, I just want to introduce you to Stephen King. I could do a whole podcast on Stephen i could King too just hill. i wouldn't be able to do it yeah. as far as well, his writing. I, I mean i would want to cover joe hill because i i like joe hill better okay but he he's stephen king's son and has so much stephen king influence in his stories Got like to. he's written with his dad so yeah um really quick before i hop to our last horror anthology topic the First of all, that book you just described reminded me of a, a movie, and I cannot for the life remember what it's called, and it's more of a thriller. I think John Cusack was in it, and it like it's a bunch of people stuck in a motel, yeah. um, and they all start dying off. Identity. Yes. That is such a good movie. That is a good movie. That yep, is such a good movie. For sure. All right. And then in books, it's already gotten brought up a couple times. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like talk about an anthology. It's full stories, but they're written for kids. It's not an anthology in one book, but each book is a standalone story pretty much other than a few. He wrote a couple sequels, I think. Yeah. Like um, Night of the Living Dummy. There's Night of the ones. Living Dummy. Yeah. Oh, that Manicula. first. <laughs> That first book will always stick out with me. The ending to that one where the whole town had been dead due to like a chemical plant explosion or something. It's um, crazy. I yeah. thought the haunted mask haunted is- mask. Okay. That had a sequel. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, say cheese and die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There were definitely some mm. other. Man, like that's that's a book series. Like as an adult, I would rock through one of those books, but I would almost reread some of those books. Did you did you watch Fear Street? No, the new Netflix series. That right? is 
I guess it's just a trilogy. It's a trilogy, but they're like so completely different in a way. Like the movies, 1998, 1969, and 1666 or something. Yes. So 96, 76, 1666. Okay. Um, Yes, that would be actually. Yeah, I would consider that an anthology because they're not they're different uh I, so I, gotta, I i've seen it and i was yeah. like i want to check this out but then i was always a little hesitant no everyone will tell you who's seen it it is very well like everyone was like this was way better than i thought it was going to be and it's on like the top horror list this year everybody <laughs> who's watched it loved it so yeah. i'm i'm trying to get nessa into horror a little well, bit. don't so start we, there it's really no, no. <laughs> okay. we started with hocus pocus Okay. Which I was like, yeah, this might be a little too much for her, but she watched it. Um, but there's a new Netflix series for kids called Scaredy Cats. Yeah. It's horrible, but it's so bad. It's kind of funny. Okay. Like it's got that early 2000s Disney uh, camera style to it. It's by oh. Airbud Productions. Okay. And... Yeah. The witches are totally trying to do like over the top, even over the top of what the Sanderson sisters were doing in Hocus Pocus style acting. And I'm like, funny, this is bad, but almost in a way, like as a parent, I I don't mind watching this while it's on. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So last thing with anthology horror, because I feel like this is the booming place for it. Podcast. You listen to podcast. There are so many anthology horror podcasts out there. Uh, it's insane. I mean, I don't. Did I tell you to listen to the black tapes yet? Which one's that one? Uh, it's a paranormal investigator. Uh, is that the one of Dwight Schrute? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that is it's like a neo rental, right? yeah. Um, and also there is a sub series now with the character he created for that show having his own series now, Dark Air with Terry Carnation. Okay, 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 and video yeah. rental. Um, then there was the one. I got the audio book that follows after that was the other VHS one that you recommended to me. Video palace video palace. Yeah. Um, there's also, there's always the no sleep podcast. They yeah. do a great, great show. Um, which I, I got to throw out just one of the voice actors is from Rochester. Oh, really? I the, I think the creators from Toronto, cool so i mean it's got some local flavor too yeah there's so much more i listened to meradero recently which apparently was a movie that didn't do too well that they've since turned into a podcast series okay not usually how that goes but okay no (laughs) like but that one was really interesting Hmm. i'm trying to think if there's any other good and i mean there's a ton of anthology horror podcast out there like uh there was one last year i couldn't get into um but uh key from key and peel played one of the main played like the crypt keeper type character oh really and yeah it was called like the 13 days of halloween or something okay and i just i don't know wasn't for me but i was like oh key i love key like and then i'm like "Eh, yeah this series is is all right yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all right. It's nothing amazing. Um, but man, when it comes to true anthology horror, I think No Sleep Podcast is probably the best thing out there. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree with that. It's it's been uh it's hard to figure out like which avenue you want to go. We just talked about what four or five different types yeah, of and they're like, all different. Yeah, so it's like, do you want to watch a movie? You want to watch a TV show? Do you want to read this book? Like, <laughs> ah, like, there's a lot of different choices about how you want to spend your time, but at least there's a lot of different choices to do so, which is great. Oh yeah, it's it's great. 
man, like horror is it's ingrained. I I watched this documentary. It was on Netflix. It was called like Red, White, and Gore or yep. something. Yep. That was a really good documentary on yes. horror and how horror has evolved over the time and why we have it mm-hmm. and why certain creatures are popular in certain eras. So I recommend it if you can find that documentary out there. Yeah, it, it's red, white and something. I don't know if it's gore, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. It's, it was really well done. Yeah, it was very well done. I think that's all I got on anthology horror. Do you have anything else out there? No, just go watch Trick or Treat. It's an instant Halloween. Oh, that was uh, so classic. good. Did they do yeah. a second one? Nope. I He's hinted I at it for years. For that years. There was a second one coming. I wish, but so far hasn't done it. Well, Casey, thank you for joining me to talk about horror. For the last episode of this year. Congratulations. The new season. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that you and Bob will be my first episode of the new season. That'd be great. Continuing our great conversation from those geeks, you know. So (laughs) I really hope for that. And, you know, I always end with a quote, uh, keeping it a little more silly. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. Podcast this. <laughs>